Yes, that's right, infidels. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! and welcome to the PWC AEW All-In Prediction Show. I am your host, Jimmy T, and my usual co-host, the usual suspects, Chris Sams. Welcome back to the PWC. Heck, we just did a show about, what, 30 minutes ago? About that, yeah. Um, I have a little more energy and I'm a little more upbeat for this show, so I'm going to go ahead and do my... My usual intro, I am Christopher Rams, that's A-M-B-S, like Lambs with Noel, a bullshit first thing in the morning. Don't worry, if you ever forget how to spell my last name, 
I'll just remind you at the beginning of every show. So yeah, I'm happy to be here. I uh, heard we were doing a prediction show, and I was like, eh, all right, cool. I'll do one of those. Yeah, I'm actually happy that you joined us because I didn't expect that. And you just jumped in. I'm like, hey, pleasant surprise. And uh, But yeah, so I'm happy that you're here, man. But our other co-host, he is the evil of all evils. He is Dr. Jeff Lippman. Welcome to the PwC Prediction Show or All In Prediction Show. And um, how are you feeling after tonight's news, man? I'm sure you want to say a few things about Bray Wyatt's, Bray Wyatt's passing. Jeez, I was tongue twisted then. Shocking stuff, dude. Well, firstly, I, I'm surprised you're surprised Chris is here because doesn't the PWC stand for predictions with Chris? <laughs> well, I guess it does. No, I was saying that because I thought he wasn't going to do it because he said you said that in the chat, right? You weren't going to, you went up for it, but yeah, here he is. I didn't say that in the chat. Oh, I thought that. that's what I read. No, ah, don't worry, it doesn't matter. The point is, all three of us are here. That's all that matters. Right. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I remember, you know, it was a few weeks ago that we had heard that he was, you know, sort of on death's door. And I don't think, you know, that I know I didn't pay it much mind. I just figured they were exaggerating whatever was going on in his head or he, or he felt that I thought it was more mental than physical and not the mental health is not physical health, but you know, we, we still, you know, distinguish, uh, probably wrongly, but we do, um, or I do, um, that we heard today he died at, uh, of a heart attack apparently he caught COVID. i don't know when i, I don't know in which, iter which iteration i don't know if it was more recent and that it exacerbated some already existing heart issues which you know i you're never shocked when you see a 330 pound man or hear that they have heart issues um and he's you know and and while wrestling is athletic he was you know he's a s slower more methodical wrestler more character actor than than you know than than an athletic actor um but you know i you know i, I didn't think he had heart issues like you know such as those or any um so yeah i'm shocked i'm saddened by it uh i, I feel a little bit guilty for uh me turning heel on him so much uh wrestlemania i'm feeling a little little uh guilt for for my little ha-has and yuck yucks on on the show uh but you know the family kept everything quiet so you don't know and you then you don't know um you know but you know we're doing a wrestling podcast and you know it, it's not all shoot it's part work and it's based on the information we have at the time which you know you if you keep something quiet you have every right to keep it quiet it's just you know but people are gonna jump to whatever conclusions or you know and especially in this crappy industry where the news is not really the news i mean we, right. we we don't have any reliable sources uh, of news or you know even the best of the best aren't good that often and are wrong so often or in or in other ways just so unappealing or unlikable uh that it's it's hard to sort of believe them anyway Sad and then shocked um you know this comes on the heels of terry funk which of course he lived to 79 and he lived a cowboy 79 years so i mean and we knew that he was in you know not in the greatest of health for the last couple of years so well it's sad it's you know you know i, I i'm sure he had you know I, i'm sure he looked back on his life with no regrets and i mean terry funk someone who was a legend i mean back in the he was already a legend when the territories were still territories i mean they were like there were few wrestlers that wherever you were from even if they rarely came to your area, you still knew who they were. And Terry Funk was one of them, um, more so than the Funks. It was more Terry Funk than Dory Funk Jr. I mean, you'd heard of Dory Funk Jr., but it was Terry Funk, Abdullah the Butcher, Bruiser Brody, Dusty Rhodes, and you probably had heard about the Von Erichs, and then a little bit later on the Freebirds. But that, that was probably the, the national legends of, of wrestlers not in the air and, and then you heard about rick flair and a couple others but uh, maybe harley race popped in there but i, I don't know I, on the on the legends not in your area i would say funk butcher bruiser uh von erics and uh, and uh, dusty the, the, those are the ones that wherever you were if you 
were even vaguely aware of wrestling, you you knew their names. And it's it's been bad been a bad week to be a wrestling fan. Yeah, man, absolutely. And and like you said, and about that had too, nothing fun. to do with how terrible Dynamite was this week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's true, man. But um, yeah. Look, we would have spoken about Terry Funk, you know, a lot more than we did. But I'm sorry, the fact that you know Bray Wyatt died at 36 years old, and like you said, he lived a cowboy life. And I'm talking about Terry Funk. I mean, you know, R.I.P. to the hardcore legend, but he lived his life, man. And like we said on the skirmish, you know, he's got kids, he's got grandkids, he's probably got grand grandkids at this point, and uh. You know, R.I.P. To, to Terry Funk, but more importantly, you know, R.I.P. to the Rotunda family because it's tragic, man. It really is. And, yeah, you know, I'm just like hear, you, Jeff. If you're going to hear Wyndham die, I think we were expecting to hear Barry Wyndham. You know, because he was in very <laughs> poor health recently. He had a serious heart attack. He's been pushing 400 pounds. Um, I don't know. I didn't mean to interrupt you, but, that's, you know, that that... You know, that, that's, no, no, that's I, right. I thought I read the wrong, you know, I thought somebody just jumped the gun and wrote the wrong. Oh, believe me, I felt the same way. I thought, no way, that's bullshit. And uh, unfortunately, it wasn't. And yeah, my heart goes out to the family, especially to his wife and kids, man, because it sucks. You know what I mean? And uh, and I'm like you, Jeff. I, I, You know, I was guilty. It was just a couple of days ago. I was on a Next Level podcast, as I was saying on the skirmish with Big Ray and John Enright. And, you know, they asked me, I'm pretty sure it was Ray that asked me, who would I fire right now in WWE? Heck, I said Bray Wyatt, you know, ironically. And it's, it has nothing to do with his talent because, heck, everybody knows I'm a fan of his, right? Always have been. But I thought, you know, the mental rumors were true. And I just felt like, you know, he wasn't mental enough, you know, in this current run. And I just thought, you know what? I'll just fire him because he's useless. If he can't do this, you know, he's... It's not worth him being there. And then, you know, unfortunately, the sad news happens today, you know. So, it is what it is, man. And uh, that's life. But once again, you know, RIP. We might do a proper show about him and Terry Funk. We'll do an extra in the next, you know, coming days where we really pay tribute to Bray Wyatt and Terry Funk. But, you know, we just, you know, said what we had to say in the now. Maybe there'll be more news that comes out about his death, but we'll find out. I am looking forward to SmackDown, and I'm going to ask you first, Jeff. Do you think SmackDown will be a, a tribute show, or we're going to, or does the show go on? The show will go on. They'll 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 so? do it. They'll do a tribute in there, but the show will go on. I mean, he hasn't really been on the active roster since well, a little bit before WrestleMania, and even then, I mean. I mean, let's face it, his most recent return was not exactly going so great. Um, right. uh, so, no, I don't think they're going to do a whole tribute show. I think they're in the middle of a bunch of stories. They, they brought, they're bringing Jimmy Uso back in, and there's and it's there's going to be a live crowd there. So the live crowd didn't come to, to, to go to a memorial service. I mean, they didn't buy tickets for that. So, yeah, no, they'll, they'll do a tribute. And... and you know, nobody's better in the business of doing a tribute documentary. If they want to do that, they'll they'll put it on Peacock or A and E or both within the next uh, six months or so. Um, mm-hmm. You know, a year like they just put up with uh, Cody, and I think there's a Kurt Angle one that's up now, and and they they do a really good job with with that stuff. So um, I don't think SmackDown is the right place for a tribute show um, per se. I personally think they will do a tribute show because it's one of those deaths, like we were saying earlier, like Owen Hart, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit. I think this death really hits home to, to the current roster, which I think will affect them a lot. And I just don't see him being normal, but that's just me. Chris, what do you think, before we get into predictions, do you think they'll end up doing a tribute or does the show go on? Well, I think it depends on what you mean by a tribute show. I think that he's going to get a 10-bell salute at the, at the start of the show. I think that the announcers are going to talk about the fact that he's passed. I think that maybe you might have an in-ring segment to begin with Triple H or somebody else uh, referencing it, talking about it. You're going to have at least two or three video packages where they show him, and I'm guessing 
at least 75 to 80 percent of the roster are going to be wearing arm brands are going to be wearing armbands that say Bray or Wyndham or whatever. Um, so it depends on what you mean by tribute show. They're not going to dedicate the entire show to him, I don't think. But, I mean, it's going to be very clear that they're thinking about him and that he's in everybody's thoughts. Yeah, I, I think we'll have a whole bunch of wrestlers talking about Bray. You know, we'll see him crying and whatnot. And a whole bunch of nothing matches. I think having the jimmy uso part where he talks it's going to be pretty difficult and a lot of pressure for him to actually go through but we'll see i mean either way as i said before i'm pretty sure the bray white news is going to dominate every show that we do moving forward right now until next week because it's just it is what it is so r.i.p once again to the rotunda family and it's a tragic but um let's get into predictions though guys because i mean that's what we're here for and it's AEW All In coming from Wembley Stadium in London, England. It's and, the biggest um, show in the history of pro wrestling, Jimmy. Don't undersell it. <laughs> the, the biggest professional wrestling show in the history of professional wrestling, which is a load of crap. Jeff, I mean, it's a load of crap, right? 80,000. It's nothing to sniff at. But we all know WWE have gotten more than 80K. Okay. Uh, I don't care about this. This is not an issue I care about. I mean, it, uh, they want to say it's the biggest show in wrestling history. Well, it's fine. I I couldn't care less. This 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 dick measuring on attendance and what's a real <laughs> attendance and what's not a real attendance and you know what does two days count versus one day and you know and and does this one count more tickets than this one? I I, I don't care about any of this. Fair enough. Good call. Well, let's start from the main event, guys. Or do you want to start from the main event down, or do you want to work our way up? I'm going to start at the bottom and work work my way up kind of fella. So, I mean, that's that's my vote if we're doing this live and in uh, living color. Chris, we started from the bottom, now we're here. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, seconded, yeah. All right. Well, let's go to the... Zero hour, might your predictions of zero hour might impact the main event? I guess you're right. So let's go straight to that because it is our uh, free match, which is still puzzling to me. But it is Aussie Open, your Ring of Honor World Champions, putting their belts on the line versus MJF and Adam Cole. Um, you know what? This is not as easy as you guys think to predict. But I'm going to say Aussie Open. I think, yeah, exactly. I think Aussie Open will win because they're going to show dissension building up to the main event. Surely that's how it goes. Jeff, what about you? I agree. I I mean, so I do think that maybe you do think it's as easy as I think. Yeah, (laughs) maybe. For for one, I don't think that MJF is somebody who's willing to work more for his money. Uh, So he's not going to be working Ring of Honor. Uh, and NAW shows. I don't think he wants to work both Collision and Dynamite because they tape Ring of Honor during, you know, before and after Collision. I'm not sure about Adam Cole, but I'm guessing he's okay with a lighter work schedule as well. So, uh, but yeah, I think they're going to tease dissension and I think they're going to, you know, that the, the X factor is, you know, you know, the sexy thing is to think that Adam Cole is going to reunite with the kingdom and Roderick Strong. And it'll be sort of a new version of the Undisputed Era slash kingdom, but not exactly the same. I actually don't think that necessarily, but I don't want to spoil, you know, the you know what we're going to talk about in 40 minutes. But um, yeah, I think Ozzy Open retains. I do think we will see some Roderick Strong and or kingdom um impact whether they come to the ring or on the screen or they're at the ramp but there'll be some sort of distraction and you know both cole and mjf will blame the other one for you know not paying attention or not having their head in the game chris what's your prediction um yeah no i think it's a three for three i think that that's how they're going to try to build some heat for the main event but i mean hey guys you, you're supposed to build heat for the main event leading up to the event and not <laughs> on the night of the event right before right. people. I don't understand what the fuck they're doing with this. Yeah, that's what they're going to do um, because Adam Cole is not 
going to show up for Ring of Honor. I don't care how much he says that the Ring of Honor title means to him. He doesn't care about the Ring of Honor title because nobody cares about the Ring of Honor title right now. Yeah, I agree. Oi, 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 indeed. Um, you know what, man? I was... Aussie Open, a lot of people talk about him in forums, man, which kind of surprised me, but we won't get into that. But I'm just saying they do have their fans that are not Australian. That's all I'm saying. Um, anyway, next... you have it in a search engine or something because I almost never see anything about them. Well, if you look look into them, you'll see. It's not hard. I just typed Aussie Open and I read it. Sure. Fucking thing came I, up. Anyway, if I'm a hammer, I'm going to find a lot of nails. I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> not if you're Charles the Hammer Alford, though. Yeah. They, if you get maybe, the joke. I don't know that for sure. <laughs> anyway. Um, next match, we have Hangman Adam Page, Kenny Omega, and Kota Ibushi versus the Bullet Club Gold in Juice Robinson, Jay White, and Konsuke. Well, how do they pronounce it? Konsuke, whatever the fuck it is. Takeshita. Um... In a six-man tag match, um, uh, I'm going to say Bullet Club Gold get the win here. Jeff? Well, we learned this week that, that Bullet Club Gold attacked the elite because Don Callis hired them to do so, which uh, would have been something that would have been interesting to have learned before it happened, um, as opposed to uh, a week and a half after. Even a little bit after might have made sense. I mean... Of course, AEW has overdone the mercenary thing, you know, the payoff, uh, you know, way too many times. Um, listen, I I don't know. I'll take that back. The elite. Yeah, I don't know what Kota Ibushi's status is with AEW, but you're not bringing Kota Ibushi in and you're not throwing together Takeshita, who his only difference is he wears a black jacket, which makes him evil. Um, right. And bullet club goal which is you know they're they're hired help in this that this isn't even their show it's not even their crew it's just they they can all get along well enough to pretend that they they hate each other you have juice robinson in the match to to eat pins i mean that 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 that's what he's there for that's how he's booked except on occasion on collision uh where they sometimes book him to win but everywhere else he's juice the jobber and this is going to be no difference face faces go over might there be a beatdown? Might there be some other interference to, to set up a Jay White versus Kenny Omega thing? Maybe there might. I, I have no idea because I don't know what the status is of Collision Cast versus Dynamite, but I don't have to worry about that right now. Face is high. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I'm going to actually go with the Elite as well. I don't know what, what I was thinking there for a split second. So the Elite from me, Chris, is it the Elite from you? Yeah, um, and for very similar reasons. I think that they need to build something in order to get any kind of heat on anybody, and right now it just makes more sense since it's an exhibition match. And I, spoiler, think FTR are going to win the tag match. I think that the Elite need at least a couple of wins on the night, and other, otherwise they're going to be real pouty and angry. Um, what else can I say about this? I am shocked and a little dismayed that there are this many potential main eventers on this card that is supposed to be the biggest card in the history of professional wrestling and the best thing that they could come up with for Kenny Omega, Kota Ibushi, and Jay White is for them all to be in a six-man match. It seems like a big fucking waste of talent to me. Yeah, no, you're right. It's true, man. Um, now that you put it that way too, that makes me think of the FTR match, but we'll get to that shortly. But um, let's move on though from that. So we all agree the Elite wins that match. So next, we go fucking out from tag match after tag match to another tag match. And it is Eddie Kingston, Orange Cassidy, and the best friends in Chuck Taylor and Trent Beretta. And the Lucha Brothers, except not Ray. That's not Ray Phoenix. Versus the Blackpool Combat Club in John Moxley, Claudio Costagnoli, and Wheeler Yuta in a stadium stampede match. Um, you forgot two of the guys. Ortiz. Oh, it says to be announced. Oh, yeah, that's right. Ortiz and Santana. <laughs> I'm going to go Blackpool Combat Club. 
That's how much I'll I give mean, a fuck. I couldn't care less. There will still be matches announced. They'll probably be for zero hour, but uh, knowing Tony, there'll be other matches announced. But uh, I guess we'll Whatever. get those either on if we do an extra or uncaged. No, we will. Something. We will definitely. We definitely will. No, we definitely do an uncaged tomorrow after. Um, what and we have it? a wreckage before, between now and then also. But Rampage. The, to, to see it live. Well, after Rampage. See, yeah, the, you're gonna have to, you have to uh, catch us live. Otherwise, you have to wait for, or you know, or you have to be a member of HMG to to hear it, to hear any That's supplemental right. picks. So a little incentive yeah. to pay those five bucks, or at least fo- follow us on uh, YouTube um, and subscribe Ooh, so cool. that you get notification and you can watch it live. That's right. That's when you it's get only it for me free. three and a half years of podcasting to remember to promote things. I know, me too. I still don't promote our YouTube channel, you even though we suddenly get everything. You're you're great. I know. No, well, shit. Someone's got to do it, but I actually forget to promote our YouTube channel a lot. Uh, but anyway, that's not what we're here for just yet. Um, so the Blackpool Combat Club from you, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, this whole match is it's such a bloody mess. Um, I, I I don't really know, but it, you know the you know the, there's. I just figure this thing is leading to Moxley versus Orange Cassidy, and maybe at some point we'll get Claudio versus Eddie Kingston at all out because it couldn't happen in Ring of Honor because they apparently Eddie hates him, and we don't know why. I I don't know. You know, last we saw Santana and Ortiz, they couldn't stand each other, but Ortiz wasn't trusting Eddie. He wasn't trusting Ortiz. They were being wooed by the House of Black. None of this makes sense. I, I don't think Santana is a part of the Blackpool Combat Club, but that's yeah, so dumb. I, I see the heels going over. I'm more curious as to if this is a stadium stampede. How do they, they going to do it? Live? Right. I mean, it's got to be no a video. It's got to be a pre-recorded match, which also seems weird. But how else do you do it unless you've got an entire another stadium? Is you're going to have field seats? I mean, the, the stadium is full of people. Uh, unless it's just a you know falls count anywhere no dq match and that's not stadium stampedes have always been cinematic so uh, anyway you didn't ask me about any of that the bcc and friends i mean there's no shortage of people on the other team that can take pins everyone except orange cassidy is a pin eater (laughs) yeah chris oh yeah still i mean this is a trifecta again because i mean otherwise you're expecting me to to believe that a team consisting of the Blackpool Combat Club and the returning Santana and Ortiz are going to lose to a team with Chuck Taylor. I just mm-hmm. can't, I can't, I can't, my suspension of disbelief can only go so far and that is further than it will go. I don't blame you. This show is already seems very predictable. Um, it is what it is, but anyway, Let's move on, shall we? Because next it's Will Ostrich, I mean Osprey, versus Chris Jericho in a, let me see, a grudge match. <laughs> What's the grudge oh, about, Jimmy? Well, if you want to know about the grudge, how about you check out the skirmish and you can find out right here on the PWC Network. So yeah, check that out, and you will hear us talking about that. So let's not get into the why this match is happening. I heard Will Osprey didn't text Jericho's daughter back after their second date. Ah, uh, yeah, who the fuck knows? But I did. I was impressed with their promos. I won't lie, except for yeah, you you don't want to fuck with me, yeah, you bruv, and just too, one too many bruvs and yeah. But other than that, it was a real, you know, it felt like a real promo with a lot of truth to it. As well as Jericho. But anyway, who cares? Fuck that. We're not here to talk about that. I'm going to say Osprey, obviously because he's in, you know, his own neck of the woods. So, yeah. Will Ostrich for me. Jeff. I don't have a good feeling about this match either way. I mean, my usual rule is to not pick the guy who doesn't work for the company. Uh, and they just sort of turn Jericho face for what? But it's not even that ambitious a face turn. It's not even, it's not even that clear he's the face in, in it. Uh, and Osprey, you know, if his contract really is coming up in six months, you know, the, the, the next guy to do the bidding war of 2024, I, I mean, I'm sure he wouldn't mind landing in AEW. 
he is a champion of a British Rev Pro, I believe. Yes, but who cares about Rev Pro? Well, I mean, the British fans who bought tickets without knowing a card, Mike. I mean, that that's... I mean, you said he's the hometown boy, so, I mean, Jericho's been doing a lot of losing. Yet, despite all of that, I, I, I'm trying... Okay, Jericho is going to lose because Sammy Guevara is finally going to turn on him. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I can see that happening. Chris, do you agree? Yeah, and I mean, you know, Osprey needs to get to the point where he's where he's pinned Omega, Okada, and Jericho all in right. all in the matter of. He of, gave it away right there by saying that, right? I think so, and also he's half the age of Chris Jericho, and that he too. doesn't look like my auntie Irene. So I'm I'm going with with Osprey. Which auntie does he look like? He does. He looks like my auntie Irene. My auntie no, Irene not. is a very, is a very attractive, you know, sixty-year-old woman. But like, she's a sixty-year-old <laughs> woman. That's what yeah. Chris Jericho looks like. Yeah, Jericho. Uh, listen, I, I don't want to talk too much about uh, you know a, a guy over fifties body, which is still much better than mine. But like, did he? Didn't he look a lot different? Like three weeks ago, like 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 when he took his like when he took his jacket off, like his boobs were all dripping, his arms look thinner, and the skin seemed looser. It's like he still has the abs, but everything else, it's like it's like age is catching up with him everywhere else. Yeah, he's looking old and thrashed. But Fozzie's be... gonna play for the crowd. I mean, how does Fozzie play and he loses the? That's AEW. They don't think that much. Yeah. No, you're right. It's true. Um, also, what was I going to say? There was something I was meant to say. Oh, yeah. He's still got abs, though. I'll give him that. So it is what it is. Um, it was a passionate promo by Will Ospreay. And I think it that was good. Be, it was good. Confused with good. But yeah, it was passionate. Yeah. It, 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 it did seem like he believes he is the best in the world, uh, you know, which sort of means cock because you ain't, but okay. Um, and the only thing I kept thinking is how small and young he looks, except next to Sammy Guevara, who who looked small next to uh, Cool Hand uh, Angelo Park. And, right. And Sammy Guevara is just like shrinking. He's he's whatever. Not, not the show. I, I already made my pick. I'm going to stick with it. Uh, I don't, I don't feel great about it. Uh, Chris, what's your prediction? I already gave my prediction, Jimmy. Stop arguing oh, sorry. with homeboy in the chat. Fucking good <laughs> <Yeah>. job. <laughs> um, so you did you say Osprey? You did, yeah. right? All right. Um, anyway, yeah. Fuck off, homeboy. Shit. You're fucking distracting me, and you know how I get distracted. Anyway, yeah, yeah, the other thing keeps throwing me off is like I keep overthinking things because i keep thinking they have another pay-per-view to sell a week later so you can have a lot of fuck finishes and you can just do like a backlash kind of thing with a bunch of rematches and take the easy way out can you imagine they fucking do that on the biggest show in the history of pro wrestling like this fucking company oh Oh, god well you know he's flying he's gonna fly in 45 people that don't need to be there (laughs) yeah that's true Anyway, next we have your real world championship match. I guess your real AEW world championship match. It is CM Punk, your champion, versus Samoa Joe. Um, Now, this is interesting because since it's for the championship, I mean, Punk surely gets the win here, right? I mean, he's not going to lose the championship. Or does he lose by a... Don't play that host asking. Questions, I might say I might boy. say Joe via. I'm going to say Joe via disqualification. Okay. Jeff, um, I'm not really sure. This is for the championship. The real championship oh, doesn't. Well, show if it's not, that that's different. Then I'm not saying it's not. I just I just haven't really heard that. I just heard it's Joe versus Punk. Anyway, Punk's not there to lose in front of the biggest crowd in wrestling history, and and Joe loses routinely. So. I, you know, I, I, and if Punk's going to try to do anything with this real world's champion thing, and they're going to let him try to have it, make it have legs until the two sides can play together again, um, he can't very well lose 
two and a half months after coming back. So yeah, Punk wins. Chris. Yep. Um, I I love Samoa Joe. I'd love to. I'd love for them to do something to change my mind. But at this point, it wouldn't even look like a surprise finish. It would look like a a panic finish. If Joe won, it would look like uh, we have nothing interesting going on tonight. Maybe we better have Joe win this uh, win this X division championship, huh? Because there's an X through it. Um, but no, yeah, CM Punk's gonna win. It's not even title versus title. I know. Jeez. Anyway, let's CM move Punk on. has no interest in a Ring of Honor championship. He's like, that's no, right. that's okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Joe is the king of TV, not the king of pay per views. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, anyway, next we have your AEW Women's World Title match. It is Hikaru Shida, your champion, versus Tony Storm versus Soraya versus Doctor Britt Baker, DMD. Um, oh, man, do we give the UK fans what they want and Soraya wins the championship? I'll say yes. Jeff, does Soraya win the AEW Women's Championship? I don't even know why. She shouldn't get it, but well, I can see her I'm, getting it. If they were going to give the UK fans what they want, Soraya would have sex with them all. Oh, that's true. Ding uh, dong. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think that Soraya wins. I mean, the only point of putting giving the title to Hikaru Shida, you know, a face off of Tony Storm, who was having a fairly successful title run, despite being mired with a bunch of different factions, um, which only was starting to get a little bit interesting. And and now she's sort of doing a character thing. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, what's it's turned to there. shit. It's it sort of has turned to shit. It's turned from her going from a hot mess into her. I guess thinking she's different types of starlets from the 20s, 30s, and 40s. I, I I'm not I'm not really sure about any of that. But that will play into it. She'll be confused. Not know where she is. She'll walk away or be be dazzled or something. But yeah, so Sarah's in England. She's gonna win. Which is now making me think about my Will Osprey pick again. But no, you already made the pick. You don't get to take it back. Yeah. Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, we could Ellie. all be dummies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Chris, does Soraya give free head to the whole crowd or does she win the AEW World Championship? Are those the only <laughs> two options? Um, oh, I, I don't, it could be more. Okay. All right, we're finally going to disagree about something, boys. Um, I actually think that Britt Baker is going to win the match in the world title. I think that I she's been that. complaining a lot backstage and online about not <laughs> being used properly and et cetera, et cetera. Um, I think that she's pretty clearly a cancer to the women's locker room, but I also think that Tony Khan has absolutely zero testicular fortitude, so he's going to give in to the cancer and let her be the world champion at the biggest show that they've ever done because that'll make her happy and then her and her boyfriend can be happy at the end of the night together yeah dummy yeah, well, yeah. Don't, don't forget she, she can win it a week later yeah that's true she could she but... could i think that's why soraya will win for me and then dmd maybe the week later but anyway uh we'll see what happens there funny enough though chris you brought up about tk he came out publicly on a podcast, I believe, and he said, get this, boys. He said, and I quote, it's good to have a lot of tension in the back. Oh. That's what he said. Sure. He thinks it comes, you know, it, it, competitiveness and tension in the back just wouldn't be a pro wrestling locker room without it. He doesn't mind a bit of bickering. So there's your leader, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so as far as I'm concerned, you know what that means? Dummy, Anyone? yeah. Yeah. Dummy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, let's move on to the well, next match. You know, it's leadership like that is the reason why they are the industry leader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Anyway, it's, it's why, next. It's why he's leading a tertiary promotion. The secondary promotion, that's right. Um, next, we have your AEW World Tag Team Championship matchup. It is your champions, FTR, versus the Young Marks. It's Mark and Mark Marksons. Is that what we call them? Mark and Mark Markson. 
<laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I guess I was thinking if uh, the Bucks, but I guess we got to go FTR and the Bucks. I think will strip him the week after. But so for this match, FTR, Chris, I'll go to you this time. Who you got? Yeah, I think FTR gets the win here tonight. Um, I think that it's an actual surprising, you know, result, and I think. I th- I really do think that it's at a certain point the EVPs are going to have to make some big concessions to the locker room of like, look guys, like you know we're not trying to just win all the time. Like we don't always have to win the big ones. Sometimes we can do what's right for the company, and I really hope that's what's going to happen. But maybe I'm just overthinking it. Maybe I am too, because I wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks do win it. Jeff, who's winning? Listen, I think you both made very good points, and I don't think this is an easy one to call, and that's a good thing going into a pay-per-view. You, there should be things that you want to see play out. Most of these matches so far, even if I've been a little bit wishy-washy, I don't care what happens in them. I, honest <laughs> God, couldn't care less. This I have some mild interest in. Um, okay, so, yes, at some point, the Bucks probably should make concessions to the locker room, but I don't get the feeling that they're the kind of guys that do. I think that they feel like they already had by going into the the trios division for a long time, and then they got suspended over it, and then they went back into the trios, and they didn't win. They let House of Black continue to win, so now they're back in the tag team division. I think they feel like they've done their penance, and if they're going to make a concession to the locker room, I don't think it's going to be in the – historic Wembley same of the biggest wrestling show of all time in their minds, which <laughs> harkens back to all in, which was largely or done with their energies. I won't take that away from them. Um, and I don't think they can resist having their hands raised at this particular show. I think it's just too much for them. And being a small petty man myself, I, can i almost don't blame them uh for that so i think it's the bucks i think they think it's their time i think they legitimately think that they're stars and that they are draws they are not um (laughs) they have a following but a following that's already baked into the AEW audience people often leave in five and six digit increments when they're in the main event uh on tv uh they conveniently avoid that sometimes people leave in those increments when it's in the middle of the show and then they come back a little bit later um anyway i'm just gonna pick the bucks because they're the bucks and of course they're gonna put themselves over here i hope i hope you guys are both right i i I hope you are because i'm not confident put it that way yeah i think ftr is a better tag team they're actually tag tag team wrestlers the i mean what, say whatever you want about the Bucks, but they're not really tag team wrestlers. They're two wrestlers who synchronize their moves, you know, together in in sometimes very complex, complicated and baroque dance routines. Except they stop being. They do pretty well. Five though, years. Let's be honest. They, they do do it, pretty well. They did it pretty well for a while, but after you've seen once they got into AEW, once they got into AEW, they really went like pear shaped. But before that. Let's not pretend that people weren't huge fans of theirs on the indie scene because th- there was a lot of people Listen, talking the fir- them up. The first time I saw them as the Bucks, not as Generation Me. I don't remember that. I saw them as Generation Me first. I, I hated I, them. I probably <laughs> did too, but I probably paid no attention to them. But the, the first time I saw them as the Bucks in Ring of Honor, I had never seen anything like that before. And I was like, wow. And I was pretty impressed. And then I saw them in their their gang fights with LIJ, and I was like, wow. And then I saw it for a year, and I was like, I was done being wow because i could see everyone could do it and i knew i was watching a you know sort of a third tier promotion and now it's always the same thing i I would actually be more impressed if they did a regular match where they held on to the tag rope and they did tags and they used psychology and they sold things and and told stories because i know that they know that that's part of it they just it's just the story it's just the story's last three seconds at a time, and then it's a new story. It's like they forget. It's like they're it's like they're constantly in memento, except they're moving forward. No, you're right. And I was to say I hated them as Generation Me and TNA, but it was Ring of Honor. They're running Ring of Honor that made me become f- fans of theirs. But like you said, once you've seen it, once you've seen it a million times, and once they got to AEW, that's when I started souring on them. 
But yeah, um, <laughs> we do have uh, Medium Five saying yawn because Chris is how I feel. <laughs> well, we got to do a prediction show, man, on All In. I'm not even tired. I'm. I'm. To be honest with you, like it. It frustrates Drained. me when I hear people. No, no, no. It, it frustrates me when I hear people making excuses for the fucking bucks. Like, and I hear it all the time. Like people saying, "Oh, well, they're popular, therefore." I don't give a shit. Fucking Justin Bieber is popular. It doesn't mean he's fucking talented. The Young Bucks are popular not because they're talented pro wrestlers. They are not professional wrestlers. Those guys do moves that look cool on TV. That's all they do. Professional wrestlers tell stories. Those guys can't fucking do it. I hate the Young Bucks. <laughs> Medium 5 says, Chris would rather have a hand job by Estelle Getty than hear this shit right now. <laughs> is, is she that? still alive? Who is Estelle Getty? I have no idea. She was she was the from the Golden Girls. She was the one who played the oh. oldest lady, but she was actually the youngest oh, one was... real life. I I think she was cool. That, I mean, I know that Maude is dead. I know Betty White. They all did. Died. I'm pretty sure. I, I think they're all. I think they're all past. So getting a handjob from Estelle <laughs> Getty <laughs> would be like getting a handjob from a zombie. Mikey, I loved the Golden Girls growing up as a kid, but. Look, for me to remember Betty a fucking that she, she could get it. Yeah, she could watch it. <laughs> I don't want to She way. was young. She was she was gorgeous. It's just that she looked like an old lady from the time she was middle aged. Like she basically yeah, that's strange. She didn't change very much from like age forty to age like ninety. But to be fair, everybody th during that generation looked a lot older than what they were anyway. It's man, true. If you watch the movie Cocoon. Like yeah, Wilfred Brimley, who who he he was younger than me when he was playing a retiree in that movie. <laughs> I mean, listen, I, I I don't think that that I'm exactly aging like Brad Pitt, but I hey, look you younger than Wilfred Brimley did then. Now, <laughs> <laughs> you're funny, Jeff. Well, anyway, fellas, were you going to say something else, Jeff? I don't know. You were like with this strange delay. Like you wanted to tell me, no, you look like shit. Wilford Ridley's much better. No, looking no, than no, you. no. Or I you meant frozen. Or... I froze. If that's what it sounded like, no, that's not what I said. I said you look good for your age. You got no wrinkles. That's what I said. But anyway, yeah, you froze. Damn internet. Yeah. Well, anywho, let's move on, guys, to the main event ski. I thought you were saying it... Wilford Brimley can get it, and you can't. Nah, no, no, no. I'm not that bad. Come on, Wilford Brimley uh... was hot. <laughs> <laughs> Wilford Brimley was like Billy Squire said, your kind of lover. Oh, uh, shit. Anyway, let's move on to the main event, shall we, fellas? It is MJF, oh, your Wilford AEW. Wilford Brimley is tight. Did, did we oh, forget an entire match? Like, doesn't Sting no. have a match on this card? Didn't I already mention that? I don't think so. Oh, no, I didn't. You're right. It is. Yeah, let's go back a little bit. I don't know how I missed that. But anyway, it was Darby Allen and Sting. Versus RC Remote Control Fox, which I doubt is oh, in the match anymore, no, right? He, yeah. He's not there. I know, I know, I know. I'm just reading what I'm reading. And Swerve oh, Strickland in, with Christian Cage, which is the updated part. Makes so much sense. Uh, is it still a coffin match since it's all about the dead? Yes, of course it is because it's all about the dead. Right. Well, surely and Darby and Stitch. Apparently he is. Who? Dick Payne. Dick Payne. I, I don't think Dick Payne is in the match, but I'm sure that Dick Payne will be at the show, probably with his mommy too. Well, my dick is in pain just looking at this shit just quietly. But anyway, um, it is. Uh, I mean, yeah, I that's it. Sting wins. AR Fox couldn't get a visa. I mean, otherwise, this makes zero sense. It doesn't, but we don't have to speculate because it's AEW. Yeah, but so it barely makes it barely makes two percent sense now you're asking complicated anyway. questions that i can't answer Jeff. i mean the dude has an entire group called mogul embassy and not what and like brian cage come up to do the the, the beatdown <laughs> job and it's not him or one of the other two guys i mean i, I it, it's not some weird like re reunification with keith lee who's been doing nothing oh yeah i mean he's uh 
you know, in playing with his glory hole right now. I mean, I get that that Christian and Luchasaurus of sorts have a thing going with Darby. So from that perspective, it it does sort of make sense that they're forget Darby, forget forget Darby, forget Swerve. Sting wins. It's plain and simple. Oh yeah, yeah, like yeah. Chris I mean, said, sure, that's it. Yeah. Sting wins. Sting. Sting's not on pay-per-views to lose matches. Yeah, of course. That's it, because that's all. And don't there's for, no one else. And don't forget that Tony Khan recently said that he thinks that Sting is on the best run of his career in AEW. Oh, pfft. yeah. He's he yeah, on pal. the best run of his career in AEW. <laughs> yeah. I mean, his TNA run is much better than this. Let's be honest. Huh? His yeah, TNA but, run will always be better than his. run in AEW. His AEW is definitely his best run he in He made evented when he was in the WWE, and his WWE run sucked. So, come right. on. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Sting wins. We all say the Stinger is going to win, right? I will say yeah. his, his AEW run is better than his WCCW run. <laughs> I mean, well, as the Blade Runners... Yes, but not as good as his <laughs> UWF run. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're funny. Uh, most of our listeners probably don't have a clue what the fuck runs we're talking yeah, about right now. Hot Stuff yeah. Incorporated. His tag team partner was, was Rick Steiner, Eddie Gilbert. You had yeah. uh, Missy Hyatt there. Oh, that was that was good stuff. That was hot stuff. Was yeah, hot Hyatt. stuff Eddie Gilbert. Like Missy, you said. Missy good. Hyatt was considered a wrestling sex symbol in nineteen eighty. She was hot back then, but a big she fucking slut. Let's be honest. Oh, she was, a, she was a slut, bro. That's why she was a dirty fucking whore. Let's she, be she honest. Was, she was a she's <laughs> hot for a strip club that's forty miles out of the city. Hot. She's not hot for TV. For she the time for she was she, she was all right. And then and then eight years later we got Sonny. Sunny was on a different level. I can't believe how feral she looks right now. But Sunny was, I mean, yeah, well, different she's level. Have to be feral to defend herself where she's going. Oh God, oh, yeah. Well, Missy Hyatt, she was the first slut of of wrestling. <laughs> if you know what, I'll say it because it's true. She, she Am I lying? Tell me when I'm saying when I'm telling lies. She married Jason Hervey. <laughs> Yeah, and she fucked the whole fucking locker room. You can just ask Flair. You can ask Dusty. I bet you went through the. Oh, come on, Dusty. I'm not asking Flair because I mean, there's not, there's no one that I can name that Flair's not gonna say he fucked. Well, Medium Five thinks Missy was the third biggest. Are you talking about the third biggest whore or... <laughs> in wrestling? Or she who was the number the one? Boobs. Yeah, it's going to be super tits, difficult but... for us to transition away from this. Actually, it's going to be super easy. <laughs> Barely an inconvenience. Let's get to the main event, Jimmy. We shall. And it is your AEW world. <laughs> Jesus. Penny guys rolled through Baby Doll. Fuck yeah, they did. Anyway, yeah. Um, Another one who is not hot. Precious, make it a triumphant. Baby Doll, I will agree with. But Missy Hyatt. Anyway, we're not here to talk about that. Let's go to the main event. As Chris said. I still think what? you can add Sable to the list if not hot. Anyway, moving on. You know what? Big Ray agreed with you on that, by the way, Chris. He yeah. said the same thing. But but anyway, um, <laughs> Medium 5 is making me laugh. Anyway, it is your AEW World Championship matchup between Better Than You, Bebe, in MJF and Adam Cole, Bebe. Are they still Again, a team when they're facing each other? I assume they won't be by the time they face each other, but we'll see. I mean, they could hug it out still at the end. They could. You know what I mean? Everyone will go home happy like, yay, now let's go and fuck together. Woo. Introducing first, weighing in at 106 pounds, <laughs> representing better than you, Bebe, Adam Cole. Bebe. Bebe. <laughs> well, I'm going to say MJF. Because he's not going to lose his championship, whether it's thanks to fuckery through um, you know the kingdom and Roderick Strong, we'll see. They will definitely get involved in the first match though, on the on the pre-show. But anyway, MJF wins and retains his real world championship. I think it's the real one, or it's not. I have no idea anymore. But yeah, he wins. Chris. Yeah, MJF wins. I think the kingdom is gonna is going to turn on Adam Cole and uh, it's going to be all about MJF proving that he is indeed the devil. Roddy Strong said uh, last night at uh, 
Well, when he was giving a backstage interview with Renee, he said that uh, at the end of All In, MJF is going to show who he really is, and Adam Cole is going to show who he really is. And Adam Cole's going to be a good guy because he's more natural in that, even though he's terrible as a face. But MJF is a better heel, so that's the way they're going to go with that. Because not only is he a scumbag, he's our scumbag. Right, Jeff? Right. And it worked out well for Cody before. Um, yeah, I mean, I think he teased it there. But yeah, I, I agree. And my only question is whether this transitions into a feud with Adam Cole and the New Kingdom or whatever they're going to call themselves. Or if the New Kingdom tries to get themselves into some sort of relevancy by becoming sort of the new horseman for MJF, his new little running crew, which is very, very AEW. Um, but yeah, no way is MJF losing this quickly. Um, it would be hysterical, though, to see like the world's smallest professional wrestler uh, win a gigantic title in that gigantic stadium with if there's really 84,000 <laughs> people or whatever, and these little spindly arms going up. And that's and, and like I would actually enjoy seeing that because the, that will be the lasting impression that's, that's shown on ESPA, ESPN about what is AEW wrestling to the world. And, and they'll be like, what the fuck is this shit? Speaking of ESPN, ESPN is broadcasting it live in my neck of the woods for free. So I'm happy about that. Don't have to pay for this shit. Good for and you. I get to, and I get to, I know. Well, good I don't for have to pay us. for it either because I'm choosing not to pay for it. <laughs> well, you won't because you can watch it through me without the feed fucking up because it's coming directly from my... Well, um, Wheeze, or this part of Wheeze, uh, is going to be recording Garden of Doom but between 1 and 3 on Sunday. So, uh, Well, I'll your loss. So maybe, <laughs> I, I, I feel like such a loss. So I, I may come I in later, or I may just stick to my guns, which was do not watch this fucking card. Just join us when you're ready anyway. But um, uh, anywho. I mean, last uh, time you said you got us a feed, you slept through the show. So I Yeah, mean, no, no. I'll be around this time. I was dead tired. I think we did like five shows that day, Jeff. You think, out there. You think anyway. it's going to be any better this week? No, no. I'm energized. I'm ready. I'm ready for this. Okay. Believe me, I actually am. All right. And plus, you know, with what's happened and all that, I'm actually, you know, pretty intrigued with how the shows coming up from tomorrow are going to be like. But anyway, but in saying that, boys, let's take it home, shall we? Chris, tell them where they can find you, my friend. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at ChrisAms1. You can go there to see everything that I have to say about politics, pro wrestling, and whatever the hell else comes to my mind. You can follow me right here on the PWC Network. Um, I pop in from time to time. Um, but specifically, you know, for me, the big show, the A show, the main show, Wednesday nights, skirmish, love it, love it, love it. Um, we, we just keep adding more and more interesting shows. I know, uh, um, I know that, you know, Jeff is holding it down with the garden views and the garden of doom, a couple of really great shows about, um, you know, all kinds of really interesting and really fun, uh, topics. Um, I, of course, love it being a six-time, 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 six-time guest on the show uh, to talk about things that I found interesting. And, uh, yeah, you can also find me on uh, HMG and ChannelAttitude.com, specifically uh, Sunday at 10 o'clock Central Standard Time. After the collision, we sift through the wreckage. All right. Uh, we sift through the wreckage. Also, this week I was on the Impact Attack with Brandon, and Vet joined us for the last couple of minutes to come in and just grace us with his wisdom. So go ahead and check that out too this week. <laughs> I was just reading something, but anyway, Jeff, tell them where they can find you, my friend. All right, on Twitter at IcarusFellMD. You can find me on the PWC, and you could subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can subscribe to our Facebook group. And you can subscribe to, uh, I'm a little bit worried about that one, and you better elaborate Hi. there. You can also uh, follow PWC Network on Twitter, and you can find these shows live, including the ones we do on, uh, on uh, yeah, yeah. But, uh, what, <laughs> what do you think this show is? <laughs> hey, there's like one and a half Jews on this show, and one and a half Gentiles. It's really... Bits. Oh, oh. So is that starring Charlie Sheen and John Cryer? Uh, Media and Five, you need to come up with something more conceptual than just that. 
Uh, but but we'll see. Um, you know, like I got nothing but time, right? Um, yeah, but you can follow us on Twitter, uh, Facebook, and the and YouTube, and you can get our shows live, and you can also uh, subscribe to the HMG, uh, uh, those channels, and pay $5 a month, and you can hear those shows both live, but also later on, uh, they will be downloaded as audio podcasts, and then a few days later, the ones we're on anyway, Uncaged, Wreckage, and Smack Attack will also be on the PWC, but you gotta wait a little bit, you gotta wait a few days. HMG gets first bid, so that's worth your five bucks right there. Chris already did a great job of selling my non-wrestling shows, Garden of the Doom and Garden Views. Uh, I uh, interviewed an ambassador this week. Um, first time I've spoken to uh, an ambassador on the air, so that was pretty cool. And I uh, talked to some people from Jimmy's Neck of the Woods earlier, uh, Evan and Stephen Strong, about Aboriginal uh, um mythos and and like us and and uh listen i didn't know there was so much about atlantis and lemuria and aliens but there mm -hmm. are um so yeah lots of stuff coming up there um and hammerlock hangover is the other wrestling podcast i do with steve Pena, which is also on the pwc and there's other things i do periodically doesn't matter if you if you follow me on all these places believe me you're gonna you'll you'll if you follow me on twitter you'll find out about all this shit well put jeff um well like the boy said you can find me also at twitter or the x at dj mass effects and also you can find us at the pwc network like and subscribe right here at the pwc network.podbean.com where you can find all our shows including us three the a show the the pro wrestling reflection the pro wrestling spotlight and many more right here on the pwcnetwork.podbean.com also like and subscribe at channelattitude.com with five bucks you get the best talk in all of wrestling that's five bucks and also like like we said you know we're coming up we're upcoming on uncage this coming friday night we've also got the smack attack saturday morning and after the collision we sift through the wreckage sunday morning in the am so don't miss out on those and also like and subscribe at hummingmediagroup.podbean.com for all our affiliate shows including jeff's and i think we're out boys so in saying that i am jimmy t that is chris ams and that is dr jeff Littman. and you've been listening and watching the pwc AEW all in prediction show right here on the pwc network and we're out Ole. i'll see you stay with my friends
The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to.